Being married is tough. So is owning a business. It isn't easy mixing business with marriage. If you're one of the millions of people who happen to be married to your business partner, you know the challenge all too well. This podcast will give you a behind-the-scenes look at the true stories that inspired the book When Your Business Partner Is Your Spouse, How to Have a Successful Business and a Happy Marriage. It's time to open the door of communication, understanding, empathy, and trust between you and your spouse like never before. Here to help you grow your business and strengthen your marriage are your hosts, Kristen and Justin Deese. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Episode 3 of this podcast series. This episode is going to be on time management. We're going over chapters of the book that we have written called When Your Business Partner is Your Spouse, How to Have a Successful Business and a Happy Marriage. So this podcast series just takes every chapter and kind of does a little behind the scenes rundown. So this episode is specifically about the chapter called Taking the Clock by the Hands. You love that little pun there. (laughs) It's just about time management. Time management is like a huge topic, I think, that doesn't get the time that it deserves. Ah, oh my gosh, I have puns all on over fire the place. Today. On fire. That's fantastic. <laughs> wait, wait, I have another one. Okay. I could talk about time management all day, but for the sake of time, I'm not going to in this episode. Keeping it short and sweet. <laughs> Keeping it short and sweet. Uh, t- time management. So, kind of for anyone, you know, I don't, I don't want to segment people, but typically in a business partnership, there's always one partner that's really good with time management and one that's not. And I will say that I am not. I would agree with that. I'm not the one good with time management. It's very easy for me to go fall in the myth of multitasking. Oh yeah. That's not a thing. I got this. I got this. (laughs) Or I underestimate the time it takes to do something. Yes. That is for sure. Yes. There's, you know, from, for Justin, anywhere within a 50 mile radius of our house is about 10 minutes away. <laughs> and so that is, I have actually, a really fast car. Now, so. <laughs> he doesn't really. <laughs> so yeah, time management is one of the things that I think until you have it under control, you don't realize how out of control it is maybe. Yeah. Once I started learning about time management and start, started paying attention, more attention to it. I realized how like unproductive I was yeah. before. So so walk us through the quotes real quick. So this this is the first chapter in the book that we actually had two different. We did have two quotes. quotes. Yep. At the beginning of this chapter, we had two quotes. One of them was either you either you own your time or your time owns you. Brilliant. It is so brilliant. Brilliant. And brilliant. the author of that quote is Mr. Justin Deason. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> And the other quote is, the bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. And that is from Michael Alsuler. I think you pronounced that right. I'm going to, I apologize, Michael, if I have said your name incorrectly, but I tried my best. And you're listening. (laughs) And if you're listening. (laughs) But anyway, it's a good quote. And I think that it kind of sums up the chapter nicely or maybe introduces the chapter nicely. So one of the things, one of the big key takeaways that I kind of wrapped my brain around early and cling to for dear life is the concept that there are only 24 hours in a day and that's the case for everybody. And so I am a lot more conscious about what I am agreeing to do, what I'm saying yes to, how am I spending my time because it is limited and it's also a limited resource. Once time is gone, it's gone. 
And so I really try after learning these concepts, I really, really am a lot. I pay a lot more attention to how my time gets spent. Well, you know, it, thinking about that and if for us, especially when the business was running us, we had no respect for our time. And because we had no respect for our time, no one else did. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those things where it was kind of a back and forth where we were running crazy and we were being, we felt abused by everyone. <laughs> but realistically, what it was was that we had no respect for our time and therefore they didn't have it for us either. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's a hand, couple, handful of principles that we talk about in this chapter that our mindset shifts almost. And they can be a little bit tough to swallow, I think, a little bit tough to kind of own up to. One of them is that the concept that actual true multitasking is not possible. Golly. I know. I'm not going to go into detail because I can, t- I really and truly y'all can talk about this stuff all day. I've done talks for people all over the place and from the stage and everything on time management, but multitasking is not something that you can do effectively. It's not efficient. There's also other business concepts that were kind of big pills to swallow. And that the main one was the concept that your business is a reflection of you. How you do one thing is how you do everything, which oh, we learned yeah. from Mr. Michael Gerber and Emith. So yeah, there's there's a handful of kind of wake up aha moments in this chapter for sure. Yeah. If your business is unorganized, look at its leader. That was a that was a gut punch uh, for us as we went through this. But but I think society in general, they, you know, the the whole idea of time management and Well, you're not taught time management. No. You know, not like at all. when you're when you're a kid, even they you, you get busy work from your teachers. Mm -hmm. Your parents are giving you something to do because they don't don't want you just sitting around being bored. And so we're taught from a very early age that being busy, that we should be busy. If we're not being busy, then we're not being productive. And so that belief that, that we're instilled from a very early age just carries on through adulthood. And then in the schools, in the curriculum, they don't teach time management in school, in high school, in college, or anything. And so as you get older and as you become as you take on more responsibility, in nowhere is a formal structure of, okay, how are you supposed to now handle all these additional things that you're doing? When you're young and you're a child, it's not quite as big of a deal. But then you get into high school and maybe you're playing sports and you're doing clubs and maybe you're involved in the church and you've got multiple classes that you're taking. And so there isn't really any instruction on how to handle all that then. And then you go into college. So you you graduate from high school and then you take on life and still there's not a whole lot of, of formal education around time management and using your time appropriately. So, so one of the first jobs that I had was in retail and the guy who was my boss was a super young guy to be as high as he was with this company. And of course, you know, he kind of became my, one of my first mentors and, and I remember asking him one day, like, what's the trick? Like, what do I need to do to get these other people to either respect me or understand that I'm busy or whatever? I'll never forget. He said, anytime you walk somewhere, you hold a clipboard, you have a pen in your hand and look like you're walking with purpose. And I went, fantastic. <laughs> so I did that so and I got promoted you, in a hurry. What did you have on the clipboard? Nothing. It was a piece of paper. <laughs> You know, if every now and again, you like kind of look around and like jot something down or look like you're, you know, you just look like you're doing something. And, 
And I think our society is one of those things where we, we don't separate the busy, busy from successful. Like if someone's super, super busy, they must be successful. And the chances are, if you're out of control, busy, you're not like success is really more about, well, for, for us, it's balance, but it's to, to own your time. With me being a little bit more on the organized side already. I like that a little bit more. Oh, I mean, I'm trying to like cushion it a little bit. So there's this chapter is like chock full of all different kinds of tasks and exercises and things that you can do in order to become more organized with your time. But for you, what were some of the things that you're like, oh my gosh, this, I implemented this when I first learned it and I still do it every single day to this day. Okay. So that's a good question. So my, my first reaction is calendar. Right. So I didn't have a calendar. I always just kind of did whatever needed to be done, which made it difficult for me to say no to things. So it was things would come in, people would ask me or tell me to do things, and it would just get done right then and there. Meaning if I didn't do it right then and there, there was a good chance it wasn't getting it done. It wasn't happening. Yeah. So then, then once I got my calendar squared away and started to kind of a little bit on my time, not a lot, just a little bit on my time. Then really the next thing, the next big, huge chunk that was eating me alive was my inbox. So then I started chipping away at how to control that craziness of all these emails that came in and how do you, how do you go? I mean, hundreds of emails every day. Mm -hmm. So I think kind of implementing the inbox zero strategy to where I was owning my time. So my, my first answer is calendar. My 2.0 2.0 would be the inbox zero that I implemented to kind of start to really own my email. Cause I know for a lot of business owners, especially these day and age, it's, it's easy to get wrapped into that. I was working with a client one time around inbox zero. And when we first started, we were talking about the concept and, and he was like, yeah, I get a lot of emails though. And I'm like, okay, cool. So how many is a lot of emails? And he's like, well, at the current moment in this time, I have 13,000 emails in my inbox. And I was like, that is so much. I could not even wrap my brain around that. I bet there's a so lot of people then, listening right now that are, that are in that same position. Okay. If I had to bet. So then I was doing this talk for um, a group of professionals in the corporate world who use email on a regular basis. And one brave soul volunteered that she had 400,000 emails in her inbox at that moment. Wow. I know. I didn't even know that it could hold that many without just like spontaneously combusting. <laughs> That's a lot of pages to like click, right. click, click. I mean, click. once it's past the first page, it's not getting seen again anyway. But, you know, to me, the in, the inbox, the emails in the inbox to me chatter like a cluttered desk. Mm. You know, it's like that un, that subliminal chatter that just, it's a little bit of a distraction. It's annoying. So yeah, getting it's nice. It feels really good to get them cleared out and dealt with. Can we talk about notifications? Sure. Because because as you said that, I was thinking about the notifications and being with clients and hearing their phones and their laptops and their tablets go off. And you're like, you could be in deep conversation about like this amazing thing that can help with their business and you can see it. Like that ding happens and they cannot help. Mm-hmm. The concentration is wonder. broken. Wonder, like <laughs> not even if they touch it, but it's their brain has. Yep. Now they're wondering what it says or what it's. Yeah. What disaster. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, quite frankly, are addicted to the firefighting mm-hmm. thing. And I, 
you know, I'm, I'm not immune to that. I think that was, you know, as we started to get better with time management, a lot of challenge that I had was, what do I do? And I would joke about, well, I'm put the firefighter jacket on and go to work. And that's not to any way lessen what it is that firefighters do, but I, that's just what I, I felt like every day I was going into battle or putting out fires or whatever all day. And some, sometimes that's, that's what you know. So when you start to make that shift. Yeah. Yeah. You start wondering what's your purpose now? What's your role or what's your identity? <laughs> what's your identity in the company? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in this, in this particular chapter, we talk a lot, we have a lot of different things that you can do and utilize and implement and different practices to do in order to kind of help get control of your time so that, so that you can like plan ahead so that you can carve out time to think strategically about your business instead of all tactical, all firefighting. Tactical versus strategic. Like. I can remember when we first started carving out time. Uh, I think we started doing it every week. Yeah. Well, when we were, when our coach was like, okay, you need to do strategic time on your business every day for an hour. We were like, okay, where are you going to find that hour? Yeah. <laughs> like, That's not happening. <laughs> so she's like, okay, can you do three hours a week? And we were like, mm, maybe one. So yeah. But I mean, we built it up. Yeah. It took time. We built it up just like a muscle. We had to build it up, but it took a minute. Like we couldn't just jump into an hour a day of straight up strategic time. But I can always, I can remember her. I can remember asking her what we're supposed to do during that time. And she's like, you're supposed to think about the big business. And I'm like, okay, I don't really know what that means because I wasn't far enough back yet to even really grasp what that meant. And she's finally, at one point she was just like, screw it. If you have to sit there and do nothing and stare at a wall for an hour, then that's what you do. And I was like, okay. Doesn't that sound fun? Right. <laughs> so I, I, I will say on our website, if you log on and check it out, there are some tools to be strategic, uh, yeah. whether it be time management or team recruitment or whatever. There's different tools on there that you can you can utilize. So as you do the strategic uh, timing in your business, you can actually spend a little time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and for me included, even though I'm naturally more inclined to be on top of my time, I can still sometimes feel it slipping every now and then. And when I know that I'm slacking on my time management is when I can start feeling overwhelmed creep in. When I can start feeling like I don't, like I'm losing control of times or I'm forgetting to do things, or if there's certain like to do things are running around in my head, that's, that's when I know that I'm slacking on my time management, that I'm not using my calendar the way I should be, that I'm not clearing out my email the way that I should be because the things that I'm supposed to be doing, my to-do list, quote unquote, is literally cycling in my head instead of being where it belongs. <laughs> so that's awesome that you said that because I think about how the two of us learn different, right? And so you'd rather read something and I would rather see something. Mm-hmm. And so for, for me, my trigger of when I'm unorganized is my office is a mess. Like that's, that's my trigger. Mm -hmm. If my office is a mess, I know that my brain is a mess and I know that my, (laughs) my, my calendar is a mess. Like it's, it's my visual. It's how you do one thing is how you do everything. Absolutely. Way to turn that back on me. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) But, but it's the truth, right? So, so if, if ever my desk is a mess, I mean, immediately I'll stop. I clean the desk. I get on my to-do list, I get into my calendar and I figure out where, I don't spend a lot of time figuring out where it went wrong because at that point it doesn't matter. I'm more about let's 
get it in and straighten it back out, straighten it back out, yeah. keep moving forward and making sure that I have whatever it is. Cause for, for me, I cannot hold a to-do list in my head. I mean, you, you know that no, yeah. you're like, Hey, can you go to the store and get milk and eggs? And I come back, I got beer Three and other, coffee. Yeah, exactly. You're like, Where's the milk and eggs? I'm like store. I don't know. <laughs> You know, I don't think that um, the human brain is desi designed to be able to hold things like that in, at all. I was reading an article not too long ago about how the brain just will cycle something until it finds a place to put it. Mm. And so you just keep like thinking the same thing over and over and over again until there's a place for it. Well, what we were going for in the time management tactics was having a place for everything. I can remember as a kid watching the Jetsons. And Rosie, the little robot, little robot housekeeper, she kind of went haywire at one point. I guess she short-circuited or something. And she was running around massively cleaning everything. And she was kept on saying over and over again, a place for everything and everything in its place. <laughs> well, my brain like took that on as my personal mantra. <laughs> and so now I think about that even on my thoughts. When my thoughts have a place to live, then they stop circling all over the place and I don't have to, I can stop thinking about it because I have, I have given it a place to live. And when I need it to draw on it, I can go get it. And I don't have, to, it doesn't have to be run in circles. Your brain is a computer, mm -hmm. right? So it's mm -hmm. RAM, it's random access memory. Yep. And it can only have, as you know, from how I operate on my computer, it can only have so many windows open before it crashes. So mm -hmm. I, I think really the big step to that is the time management in order to make sure that, gosh, that you're able to own your day because either you own it or it owns you. Or it owns so, you. One of the two. It's a great quote. It is a good quote. <laughs> I need a post. We put a poster and we'll yeah. sell them online. So. Okay. Sounds good. Awesome, guys. Well, that's, I think that's it for time management. Do you have any last minute thoughts on time management? I know you do, but we're not going to let you do it. No, so I'm good. Uh, if you go to the website, Kristen's got so many different tips and tricks and life hacks and all kinds of tools and worksheets and stuff. Uh, some things on there you can get on there and find out a little bit more for her to help you with time management. I'm probably not the guy to help you with time management. I can help you with the things that I, I personally do. So <laughs> anyways, thank you guys so much. We will see you again on episode four. So thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes and sharing the episode with a friend. For more resources from Kristen and Justin Deese, visit businessspouse.com.